Okay, so welcome to the first official Oxygen Addict Team podcast. We thought we'd try and stick this together because it's easier for me to talk than it is to do a video. And uh, I seem to be used to doing this from the old uh, the old Cup of Tribe podcast. So what we thought we'd do is on the eve of these training plans getting released, we'll have a talk through the plans and hopefully answer a few of the questions that you might have. And it might be easier than sitting down reading a piece of paper. Now, at this point, you'll have your training plan applied in your Training Peaks account. You will also have a support document that we've sent out that explains a little bit about your training plan. So I'm just going to talk you through it now. First things first, you've probably got loads of questions about what's going on in terms of different phraseology and things you might not understand. So if you go over to oxygenaddict.com under free resources on the tabs bar at the top, there's a whole list of stuff that'll answer a load of questions. I've got a sheet that's got commonly used terms, which is really good for the, the swimming sessions. We've got some videos of some of the drills that you'll be using. So if you're not sure what they are or you've never seen them before, there's some there's some examples there taken from YouTube. So they're not particularly fancy, but they'll certainly give you a mind's eye view of what you need to do. There's a sheet that will tell you how to work out your run paces and the different run paces that we're going to use. And all you need for that is really a recent 5K or 10K time. And if you haven't even got one of those, just kind of give an honest estimation of where you are at the time. And I do mean honest, not a lifetime best. Remember, it's February, right? Um, And there's also explanation of how we're going to work out heart rate zones and um, power zones for stuff on the bike. But we'll get to all that a little bit later. Okay, so first up, an overview of how your training is going to work. We're going to give you a repeatable week. And within that week, um, things are going to be slightly different and change up and down in terms of volume and intensity. But we're going to try where we can to give you the same workout on the same day. And our philosophy really is to build recovery in within each week. So you shouldn't really need this idea of, of three sort of massively building weeks and then a complete recovery week because we're going to build some recovery within each week and hopefully if we do our job right and you do your job right you should be bouncing back from week to week pretty well that being said there will be a bit of a tail off at the end of week four for block and that's usually in terms of the volume of the long run and the long ride just to give you a bit more extra rejuvenation so you're ready to go for the next block um with this in mind, sort of envision a week. We've got seven days laid out in front of you, and it's probably easy if you look at the documents I've sent out at this point. We've got a block of three days and a block of two days of hard work interspersed with two days of either recovery or lighter work. And so running through the week from day to day, we've got Monday's a recovery day, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday is harder work, Friday a lighter day, not a total recovery day, Saturday and Sunday, harder work again. And in terms of the actual sessions, the way I've tried to structure it to help everybody understand is that there's going to appear on training peaks in some days, there's going to be two sessions a day. And at some point down the line, you might even see three sessions a day appearing. And not all of those sessions are going to be applicable to you and they're not going to be applicable to everybody. But it's kind of the nature of writing a plan for a group of people who are from a similar sort of background. So we thought we'd explain it in terms of this. Your key workouts are the essential element of your training week. So if we go through the week, you have got, firstly, the key bike ride is bike ride number one on a Sunday. That's your long endurance ride. Your key run is run number one, which is the long run on a a Thursday. Your key swim is the Wednesday swim. And after that, we're looking at 
key bike number two, which is at this time of year, it's functional power intervals that's going to take place on a Tuesday night. Key run number two is a Saturday run. And key bike number three is the Friday bike ride. Now that's obviously scheduled as part of uh, the lighter day. So that's your key week right there. In terms of the way that's been structured, you've obviously ended up with two key runs, one key swim and three key bike rides, which I think reflects the nature of the fact you're going to need to build most of your fitness on the bike in order to do well at your Ironman distance race. Supporting workouts are the ones that um, they're also important, but they're not as important as the key sessions. Now, in an ideal week, I need to stress, I still would like you to get these support workouts done as well. And by necessity, it means you're going to be training twice a day on a couple of days. But for some athletes, that's more important than others. And um, we want to look at it in, in terms of this way. Keys uh, your support swim number two takes place on a Friday so that's the second swim of the week and if you only get to swim twice that's the swim you're going to do as your second swim of the week. Your third run of the week is going to take place on a Wednesday that's training twice a day with the swim number one and swim number three is a recovery swim that will optionally take place on a Monday. Now there's generally two kinds of swimmers there's the kind of swimmer who can get in the water and they can swim effortlessly up and down and a recovery swim to them is going to mean they get out of the water feeling fresher than when they got in the water. And that's the kind of recovery swim I want you to have. If you're from any kind of swimming background, you'll know you can dial that swim intensity all the way down. And really the purpose of it is simply like a free massage. You're getting the blood pumping through your muscles and it's to rejuvenate your entire body after the Sunday bike ride, the key endurance day to get you ready for your bike ride power intervals on Tuesday. If you're not from a swimming background, if you find swimming extremely difficult and swimming's a challenge and you always find it difficult, my advice to you is you're going to skip that recovery swim and just take that Monday as a complete rest day. Another option is you might want to do a really gentle 20 to 30 minute spin in zone one on the bike, but it's a recovery focused day. We don't want people working hard at any point in any of the sessions on a Monday. And if you're in any doubt as to how tired you are, if you think doing anything on that day is going to make you more tired, then take the rest day. OK, it's all about helping you recover from the sessions from the week before. So you're ready to go again. OK, now then the third layer here are the extra workouts. Sometimes you're going to see these workouts appear in your training schedule. Now, they're not going to be there all the time for all athletes. Some of the athletes on the higher level programs with more volume are going to have more of these workouts than other people. But these are to be considered as extra workouts. So, for example, at some point you might have a fourth bike ride on the Saturday. At some points you might have a fourth swim in open water typically as we get closer to race day. That might happen on the Saturday as well. You might have a run off the bike on the Sunday on your key endurance day and you might even for some of the athletes from a strong running background have a fifth run on a Tuesday to back up that bike session. But it's to be stressed that these are extras and they're to be seen as extras. So Using that um, that colourful chart that you've got in your support document, you can then look at the Training Peaks workouts you've got for that week and work out which of the sessions you've got are uh, key sessions, which are support sessions and which are extra sessions. Um, 
Now then, in terms of looking across the four weeks in general, the first four weeks we've applied to your plan. The first week's really there just to get you moving and get you used to following a structured plan. During week one, I don't want you to worry too much if you don't know your heart rate zones or power zones or pace zones yet. We're going to test for all that in week two. Where you've got intervals in week one, I just want you to make that interval section a little bit harder than normal. So you're going to go a bit harder and then back it off in the recovery sections and then a bit harder and back it off in the recovery sections. If you're not sure about run pace, I want you to err on the side of caution. And if you're not sure about swim pace, again, I want you to err on the side of caution. The majority of our work in this week is going to be done in that aerobic zone two, conversational type pace runs, steady bilateral swims, and the intervals are just there to make you go a bit harder than usual. Okay, it's getting you used to your body changing intensity up and down. Now, week two is going to include some testing. It's going to be a functional threshold test on the bike and a CSS pace test or critical swim speed pace test in the swim. That's going to let us set us some accurate zones for on the bike, either riding with power or heart rate for the swim, running at swimming to critical swim speed where that's necessary in some of your swim sets. Okay, from this point on, there's really no excuses for you swimming at the wrong speed or for you riding at the wrong intensity. If you've done the tests right, it's going to throw out the right numbers for your zones. And once you've got your zones, it's simply a question of following those zones in the workouts that you've got. Week three has got slightly more volume again than week two, and there's a slight increase in the intensity in the Tuesday bike and the Saturday run, especially more noted for athletes on the uh, the either level two or the level three plan. And week four, uh, the Tuesday bike session still got a bit of teeth in it. It's still, still got a quite a tasty session there. But after this, there's a drop in the volume and duration of the sessions, a drop in the intensity. We kind of tail off the back end of that week and use it as a kind of slightly longer recovery block. So we're ready to go into the next four week block that will then be, then be applied. Um, a couple of tips for you really is to write your zones down both in terms of heart rate or power or pace stick them on a poster and look at them a couple of times so you get used to what those numbers are another tip is to print out the following day's workouts especially if they're intervals on the bike or if they're intervals in the swim having that swim set printed out is gold if you print it with a computer printer if you then put it on a kickboard at the poolside and dip the whole thing into water the printer ink won't run and you can look at it all the way through the session. If you just leave it on poolside and water soaks into it gradually, it's going to just go all blurry and you won't be able to read it. OK, um, and my other tip is if you write on there your zone numbers in biro, especially for a bike workout for the first early days, you're then going to know what kind of numbers you're looking to hit. OK, now one last thing here, if you're only training with heart rate and you don't have a power meter, it's going to take some time for your heart rate to get to the number that you're looking for. And usually that's between one and three minutes to get to the number that you're looking for. That means if the interval I've set you is a one minute or two minute or three minute interval and you try and hit your target heart rate zone number within that short time, you're probably going to be going a bit hard. So look at the session as a whole. You'll get used to this as you look at the data afterwards to analyze it. But in the typical interval session on the bike where you've got about 30 minutes of hard work in a 40 minute main set, we're looking for you to start hitting your target heart rate numbers about halfway through the session. If you're getting there any sooner than that, probably you're going a bit hard. 
It's also worth noting that if you have a power meter, your power meter trumps heart rate. I want you to go off your power meter numbers on the bike. And I also want you to go off pace zones on the run if you've got that rather than heart rate numbers. It's interesting to monitor heart rate against both pace and against power, but you're going to use pace and power as the key metrics to set your zones there. Now, obviously, these training sessions are written for a range of athletes, and so they're written with both heart rate and power numbers there. If you've got power and pace, use those. If you haven't, go off heart rate. Okay. Other couple of tips there download the Training Peaks app for your smartphone and also set your Garmin Connect account to auto sync with Training Peaks. There's a link there on the page that I've sent through in the supporting documents. Any questions you've got at this point, it would be brilliant if you could email them through to help at oxygenetic.com. We're asking probably don't throw them up on the Facebook page at this point because I'm worried there's going to be lots of them all get lost. And what I'll try and do is put another podcast together answering the questions. And uh, yeah, hopefully from now on in, you guys are ready to go with week one of the plan. Get yourselves on Facebook and give us some feedback to the sessions as you go along. You're in three different tiers of training plan based on the training history you gave me. So level one plans have got slightly less volume and intensity. Level two have got slightly more volume and intensity. Level three have got even more volume and intensity. And if any time you don't feel you're in the appropriate zone or you don't know, you know, you feel you could be doing more, Drop me an email, we'll bounce some emails around, uh, bounce ideas off each other, and I can move you around between those three levels of training plan relatively easily. That's not a problem at all. And yeah, really excited to be working with you and is as well. We're really looking forward to your feedback. And again, I'm just going to stress, it's critical that you send us this feedback. If anything doesn't make sense, or even if there's something stupid like... I've added up the numbers wrong in a swim session, and I probably have at some point somewhere... Give me a note, let me know, and I'll take care of it. And you're really going to help make this a smooth sign-up process and smoother process for these athletes that are going to be coming on board later in the year. All right, this is Coach Rob Wilby for Oxygenetic.com. Get yourselves ready, check out the plan, and uh, get ready to train on Monday. I shall speak to you all soon. Cheers now. Mm-hmm.